welcome, Elfarkin. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, season two of the Express Yourself podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I'm, I was really appreciative and grateful when you said you would be happy to join. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an honor to be asked to be a part of the podcast, man. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. And for the people at home who might not know you or um, why, why, don't you, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, sure. So uh, I'm El Farco. Uh, people commonly will call me Farco, uh, but my name is Liam. I'll go answer to anything. There's actually <laughs> a running joke in my stream that I'm dad because uh, there was some bickering going on in my chat. So I'm known as dad everywhere across many different channels. It took some getting used to, uh, but people will call me El Dado just because <laughs> I told two people to stop arguing amongst themselves. And now I'll enter someone's chat and they'll be like, Dad's here, everybody. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm just a just variety casual streamer uh, based on the East Coast of Australia. And uh, yeah, I play different games. I play music as well. Sometimes I play music on stream, uh, but I write all my own music for stream and give it to my subs and everything. So I try to make a combination of both uh, uh, both music and um, and gaming, really. That's what my channel is. So. Nice. Very, um, very creative. I, I do like it when channels offer something a kind of a little bit different when they're not just purely about gaming. And yeah, I've, I've been in some of your streams and um, experienced um, some of the musical moments. So I do, I do very much appreciate uh, that side of your, um, your, your, your channel. So Sweet. thank you very much, man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been gaming my whole life. Um, the earliest, earliest thing I can actually remember is the day that my mother bought me Spyro in 1998, I was three. That's what I can remember. I can't remember anything between three and like six. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Spyro every day. And I still play Spyro like to this day. I'll, I'll stream Spyro on the weekends and everything. So I, yeah, console gaming growing up. And then as I got older, transitioned into PC gaming. But that's been like my main main aspect of uh socializing and spending my leisure time really yeah okay so gaming has gaming gaming is socializing and it's leisure time that that's kind of the role it's played in in your life it's obviously been a big part of your life if it was if it was spyro at three years old <laughs> yeah yeah the gaming um was practically an everyday thing for me um and st still is now i get home from work and I'll, I'll play games even if it's not on stream like i just prefer playing games as any anything else to do with my time so because i just find different things to do with gaming if i play a more story-based game then like i prefer playing a game with a story than i would over watching tv or watching a movie yeah uh and also i used to work at a cinema which kind of kills watching movies and going to cinemas and everything so i prefer to stay home and play games and go to cinemas and watch movies as well so fair enough and i mean what got you into what what made you start streaming well streaming's actually like the fourth attempt at making some sort of um platform on a media 
that I've had. Okay. Uh, my first one, well, I guess an ongoing one, which I've been doing since I was 13, is uh, music. I've, re- I've used to play shows, played in a band, um, and yeah, have just been releasing music on and off ever since I was 13. Uh, some really bad recordings growing up, which I made sure do not exist anywhere. Oh no. <laughs> They're on a USB somewhere in, in this house, but they don't exist anywhere else. <laughs> uh, what's out there now is what I'm okay with being out there. But uh, yeah, music was the first thing. Um, I also used to have a radio show um, where in my town. I, I was the host for a segment for two hours every Friday. That's amazing. Um, I did that for about two years. And then outside of that, I actually used to have a YouTube channel, which I made short films and gaming videos on. I've since deleted all of that. None of that exists. Um, But uh, yeah, I was doing that in 2012, 2013. And then um, I decided to put it all on hold, made sure that I was going to be happy with... uh, with what the content was that when the day comes that I finally take it back on. And then I went to university and started working full time and it all just kept being pushed back further and further. And then last year was probably the the time that I started being creative again, which is when I released uh, more music, did an EP for the first time rather than just an odd song here and there. And then uh, I started taking streaming seriously and pretty much tried to do it every day since uh well i started streaming properly uh in september but i was going on and off since april last year but since september i tried to do it every day i was even streaming uh christmas day and everything last year to make sure that i was constantly constantly going oh wow wow. so yeah it seems like a very natural transition for you you've got like this 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 background which kind of lends itself very nicely to kind of being in front of people talking and playing video games um, and performing, entertaining people as well. So it seems like a very natural transition for you. And for anyone who hasn't been in, in your streams, it's, it's very kind of, it is very entertaining. It's, it's nice and chill as well. Um, and then you get the musical side of things as well. So really nice, um, really nice platform that you've started to build within your Twitch. Um, um within twitch so yeah awesome and yeah thanks uh, i love that i love the background music from 13 doing a radio segment uh for two years so yeah i ended up what i was doing because i was making music um and i was trying to network with people online um through like bebo and myspace and facebook music and all of that any band that i found that was small enough that had music out there i would reach out to them and i would play their music on the radio so that four to six p.m every friday was always some local band from somewhere in the world and yeah it was just meant to be like a here's music that i know people have never heard before and come here if you ever want to listen to something that you know radio is renowned for playing the same songs over and over and you get sick of them because you've heard them so many times you won't get that on my on my radio show so wow that's amazing yeah, that, though that's, that, so so young yeah, to have that's that what i used it for so <laughs> but you had that like entrepreneurial kind of um determination and mindset to reach out to 
you to even know that DCMA was a thing and the, your elders of the radio station had no idea and then you reach out <laughs> i think that's great a great a, a great well, story I knew dmca was a thing because i got a i got a copyright claim on a youtube video once right. i made a, a stick figure animation to a song that i liked um and then it it got flagged for copyright and had to be taken down and um and that's when I was like, ah, oh, so I can't just do anything with music that I want to do. And <laughs> so I knew there were laws around it. I just didn't understand what they were until yeah. later on. And obviously it's a, it's a huge thing now. And um, which is why I think um, you're in a really strong position on Twitch because you can't really play much music on Twitch at the moment. Um, there are um, a few different providers, but not all the music is great and whereas you've got your kind of your own your own set of music that you can just kind of put out there to to your audience yeah. so you, you you've you've got yourself in a, a pretty decent position there yeah I've, I've written a bunch of like instrumental songs specifically to play on stream just so then i had something in the background that wasn't the same like four songs that i'd released uh so now i've got you know, I I, th I think in rotation on my stream, I'm around twenty songs just going in rotation. So, um, yeah, it seems to be working for me. I've had a few people ask for it. I did a community challenge um, to release some more music on Spotify that my community raised the channel points for. So, um, I'll be releasing more music on Spotify. But uh, the the main thing was I wanted to make sure since i'm such a small artist i saw twitch as a opportunity to have people listen to my music as well and so when other streamers come up to me and they're like can i use your music i'm like yeah well otherwise no one's listening to it so mm. please use my music <laughs> go for it i'm never going to claim it so just go for it you can do whatever you want it can be on youtube twitch or i don't care just i'm more happy that people are actually listening to the music so and yeah i think that's benefited my channel a bit Amazing. Yeah, and just going back, you mentioned like you've mentioned it a couple of times actually. Um, and what I'm getting is that you're kind of very determined, hardworking person. You you never missed uh, a radio show. You've been streaming pretty much every day for the last where are we now? Eight months? No, six months, something like that. Yeah, it'd be about six months, yeah, yeah, since I started, like, taking it seriously. And, like, are there any, because I know personally, I had this day yesterday, do you, do you struggle perhaps for motivation or um, energy or, like, I had, I had a, a, a little bit of a down day yesterday, I don't often get them because the way I've um, scheduled my days and I try always to be kind of this this positive person, but sometimes it just gets to you. Maybe it's due to a yeah. lack of sleep. How how like how how many moments or how often has that occurred in the last six months for you? And uh, it doesn't happen too much because I've actually always had the opposite effect because um, gaming has been such a integral part of my daily life. Um, it kind of feels worse for me to not do it mm. um when uh, uh, 
my my career was uh, sending me around the country for a, for a fair bit, and I would have to go away for a couple of weeks at a time. Um, and when I was away, I actually found myself having the worst downtime that I'd ever had when I was suddenly being in a city where I didn't have that escape that gaming is for me. Um, and then not having my wife around as well for, for someone to talk to. So it was just kind of more like if I don't have it, I realized how much I depend on having that social aspect of it, which so streaming has always kind of allowed me to have that because if my friends that I usually were gaming with before I was streaming weren't online that's when I was finding myself having that downtime and having those bad days because I suddenly didn't have that um, outlet to have a social life outside of streaming just because other people weren't available yeah so streaming has kind of been a way for me to train myself to still be able to be by myself but I can be social as well because people will come into a chat and I can still talk to people um, so yeah if anything it's been more uh, therapeutic to do streaming rather than uh, to not do it so I don't find myself getting burnt out on streaming I find myself getting burnt out on other things in my life a lot and maybe they prevent me from streaming sometimes because I don't want to go on stream and you know rant about my day or talk about people in my personal life or anything so I make sure I don't stream when I'm having a down day, but yeah, it's more the opposite effect where not streaming is what causes more downtime for me. Yeah, gotcha. So yeah, streaming for you right now is a, a nice kind of nice break from realities, um, socializing moment. Do you, do you think the intensity Maybe I'm using that 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 word's a bit strong, but the fact that you've been streaming or trying to stream every day for six months would that be still the case if like we weren't in this global situation where people were in quarantine and there's less? And I don't know exactly what it's like over where you are um, in in Australia, but for a lot of people, it's kind of um, accentuated and heightened um, and kind of it's given them more reason to stream more often to get that social aspect. Do you think you would be doing it so, so much if, um, if there was more opportunity to go out and socialize people with people, um, in other ways? So where I am in Australia, um, COVID hasn't really had a massive effect on a social aspect of life, uh, for some people's employment, absolutely. But, you know, uh, the last four weeks in a row, I haven't had a stream on one of the days of the weekends because I've been going to the football with with virality. Oh, uh, wow. We can we can still go out. We can we can go to restaurants. Um, we don't even have to wear masks. They're not mandatory around here because we. I don't know if we've got any active case in in my state at the moment. Wow. Um, so COVID's it exists and everyone's aware of it, and there are still gu guidelines and rules that everyone has to take. And if you go to events and stuff, they'll, um, you know, there'll still be recommendations to put on masks, but they're not enforced by law. Um, and social distancing is still a part of it, but there's no stadium capacities for sports in my state. Um, and yeah, I'm still able to go to cafes. I'm taking public transport to go to work. It's, it, 
where I am, life's more or less the same, except my wife's not working because she got laid off when it when it all broke out and hasn't uh, hasn't been working since. So it there's effects, but at least from my perspective, it hasn't affected my social life. Okay, okay, that's interesting. I I don't think there are many cases around the world where or places around the world where they have that freedom. I think I'm noticing that with uh, my community on chat more than anything. I think more people are present on Twitch from a viewing perspective rather than a streaming perspective because they've got time. Like I get a lot of kids who will jump into streams between classes because they don't have to be at school. Mm. So like that's that's something where I'll have more of an active community and more of an active chat. And I think that's only because of COVID. I think it would have taken me a lot longer to grow uh, the community that I have had COVID not been a thing. Yeah. Okay. We so um, we talked a little bit before um, before the podcast. Um, I obviously reached out to you. You did a twenty four hour stream for charity uh, event for for a mental health organization. And when we were having this conversation, you mentioned to me that kind of mental health has been something that you've not necessarily experienced yourself not experienced yourself but it's not been a problem so much for yourself as it has been for for others around you right but do you you, you talk a little bit about kind of stress external stresses outside of streaming do you do you do you think these things have an effect on your mental health so yeah like i would definitely say that i have anxieties i i would say that i have uh like social anxieties but i i've never i've always been fortunate enough to um not suffer from a mental disability of any kind um so it's more where i struggle is to do with my own balance of uh my mental well-being it's not so much a uh it's it's not something that I guess naturally I already have to account for. I don't know how to word it properly, um, but I know a lot of people who struggle with mental illness and um, have to take medication and go to therapy. Um, and that's affecting a lot of people close in my life. Whereas I've always managed it through um, either socializing um, specifically through gaming or through writing music. Um, a lot of my music is about my stresses in my life and so that's always been my outlet and my therapy music before anything else so yeah like I, I definitely have I think what everyone has and everyone needs to learn to um, you know balance balance their life to account for their mental well-being but I, I don't suffer from anything um specifically that would degrade it in any way it's more right. i need to balance my lifestyle to account for it than anything right yeah that's that's what i wanted to get at because i think it's i think it's important to notice or be aware that mental health is like physical health you can there's a scale to it right you can either be yeah. super fit or you can be super unhealthy and there's all these different parts in between um, and I think just listening to you kind of similar to where I was, I, um, 
I suffered from a lot of anxiety throughout my life, but never to the extent that I needed to take medication or that I felt like I needed to seek um, um, therapy. But it did, it did impact me in terms of choices that I felt like I was able to make and the, my behavior in certain situations. And I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that every these feelings are completely valid and relevant and if they even if you're not diagnosed with something then just recognizing that it is okay to feel like this a lot of people many people most people will feel like this at some point in their lives and that um you shouldn't just discredit it because it's not a diagnosis and you're not having to take medication and stuff and i think i, I just wanted to say that to you because i think it sounds like from where we've spoken beforehand that you've got a lot of external pressures from lots of um i guess people who may be suffering and that will come on to you and you're perhaps the person who's having to put on the brave face the strong face and be the person who um who, who kind of who who has to take a lot of that I guess negative energy and it negative energy kind of stores up right unless you're able to get it out of you somehow so um I think it's super important for kind of yourself but also anyone who's listening to think okay well anxiety or um this this negative feeling is it it it, it, it is it is a mental health concern and there's there's a there's a scale to it but um, there's also, as you say, situations where people need to take therapy or need to take medication. And I and just speaking to you beforehand, you, you you talked a little bit about kind of people close to you who've had to go through that. And I'm just wondering, kind of how 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 is it for you having to deal with these um, pressures on a on a daily daily basis? Yeah. So. Uh... The, the main person in my life that, that goes with it um, is my wife struggles with a lot of, um, of mental illnesses. Um, she's been diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, and OCD. Mm. Um, OCD being the, the, the worst one um, that, she, that she's got. And we've been together since we were 17, uh, and we're 25 now. So when we were kind of maturing as adults a lot of that was kind of coming to light just how bad those behaviors can get and that i kind of had to learn what the role was mm. when we were uh I, th I think maybe a year or two in uh there was, there was a lot of okay this is what ocd is essentially that i had to learn um and that was taking a lot of stress on my life at the time because it was at a bad point with uh university where i was failing at uh working um and just where i was working was about 90 minutes from where i was living it was a very bad decision for me to like look for work that far out and um and just having that lifestyle that was already busy and then having to learn 
to deal with what my wife was going through so yeah that, it was a huge learning curve for me to kind of get around like okay i need to find a way to take care of myself so i can support people mm. um because that's that's the role i've decided to take um so yeah like i i can acknowledge that um those pressures are there and they definitely can take a toll because they have taken a toll on me but over over years of practice i've managed to <laughs> make the best of it and and know exactly kind of what my limits are personally and when i need to take breaks and everything um but that's definitely like an important lesson to kind of push out to people is that when you are taking a support role you can prioritize who you're supporting before you prioritize yourself and if you don't put the um put yourself as a priority you will eventually take on the same kind of um, pressure and start to having those downtime episodes that will really affect your well-being in general um and yeah it took it took the both of us to kind of step back realize what what was going on and that's when she started going to therapy and then we started taking like a bit more time for myself to have a break and kind of kind of just stand back and repair everything personally individually uh so then we could be there for each other um but yeah it, it takes a lot to to be in that support role but it's it's definitely um since i'm fortunate enough not to have the the illnesses to go with it um it's one that i've been happy to take and seeing my wife improve as much as she has over the years has definitely been worth it as well so that's amazing i think that's answering your question yeah yeah <laughs> and kind i kind of lost track of it halfway through <laughs> it was like your your story was um um whilst it's not like a typical um conversation i'd have on this show it's something that i really wanted to kind of bring to people because for every for every person that does suffer from kind of uh let's say a diagnosed mental health problem there's always going to be this person who is there acting as support and there is a big learn there's there's a lot of learning to go through there right as you as you say um understanding and acknowledging what this illness is and how it comes to life and um and then working out what your role is within with um with supporting when it when it does come out um i guess when it does kind uh, kind of come out into the world through various different emotions and reactions and whatever it might be and i think that takes a lot of time to just understand and you mentioned it yourself if you as a support role you're not in a necessary in a good place then you're not going to be able to give the best of who you are back in that in that support environment so it is really important to make sure that you are feeling good your cup is full and you're um looking after your own mental well-being in order to give the best back to that person that, that you're supporting so it can't just all be about the other person you need to make sure that you are 
doing the good things, having that balanced um, lifestyle, um, getting in, I don't know, whatever it is that makes you feel good in order to give back to, to that person, help them feel good as well. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need to um, learn to take care of yourself. Um, and especially at an age when you're maturing, it can be con confusing. Yeah. So, you know, when when I was going through all that with my wife, um, you know, we were we were still kids essentially becoming becoming adults in the world and finding our place in the world and that was bringing enough pressure as it was um and so you kind of lose track of uh how to take care of yourself especially if you don't know where to draw the line with what you can and can't do from a support aspect as well um one of the things i push for on my stream is i have a command uh, with the letters are you okay mm. which links to um, an Australian organization uh, that is like are you are you okay.org and it's a government um, movement which is trying to teach people how to have the conversations in the first place to check in with your friends yeah and just starting that conversation with are you okay and learning to be there for someone when you might not initially suspect that there's uh, there's an issue and then just being able to have that conversation because those conversations can save lives. Um, yeah, you don't know what people are going through until you ask, but then you also need to make sure that you've got the skill sets to manage it. And if you don't know how to give the advice, you know how to direct people to get the advice that they need. Um, and that was what I wanted to achieve with the charity stream more than anything was to kind of just promote the idea that even if you don't know how to help these sort of things, there are the skills that you can learn to be a supporting role, but then there's also the uh, idea that you need to learn to take care of yourself if you don't know how to. Maybe you're, maybe you're stressed out, but you're not getting to the bottom of why you are. That there's many things to kind of think about when it comes to maintaining a healthy lifestyle and mental well-being. Um, and learning those conversations is part of it and that's that's all we wanted to achieve when we did the stream yeah i think that's amazing i think a lot of us will acknowledge that when we are asking the question or receiving the question of hey how's it going you've always give <laughs> it's, it's kind of just like it a blanket answer or blanket response in terms of there's there's never any kind of meaning or feeling that goes into the question or the answer so yeah. just simply by rephrasing that question to are you okay or i think he he Ledger said it once like no one asks if you're happy kind of thing and that's another way of rephrasing a question to try and get more of a a thought um or meaningful response out of someone a thought-provoking response maybe um a very uh, a very common response to things in australia at least is you say what you're not so people will say like yeah how you going you'll say not bad <laughs> completely <laughs> hides whether or not they're good <laughs> then maybe it's not bad maybe yeah. it's even worse and uh 
that's just that's just something that people are very good at hiding when you ask very basic ways so learning to rephrase things and learning how to reach out to people is a skill in itself and it's something that i feel like everyone needs to kind of look into so then they can have those conversations yeah great and you you talked you talked quite a, a bit about kind of maintaining healthy um habits and stuff like that what what do you what kind of do you fit into your daily schedule that helps you maintain or develop kind of a positive and um uh mental health in in your life uh, writing music is is my biggest thing um writing lyrics and just kind of trying to write what's on my mind especially when i'm having those down days i can kind of like sit back and go why am i having a, a down day this there'll be there's a lyric here somewhere something can rhyme with something to mm. describe what i'm feeling today um so pretty much every day before like as soon as i get home from work and before i stream i'll play guitar for a bit and i'll just sing some of the songs that i've written about similar feelings that i'm going through and i either use the ones that i've written before as a means of it's okay to feel this way i've felt this way before because here's a song that i wrote you know two years ago i'm still feeling the same way like <laughs> so i ever do that or if it's something that i want to get off my chest at the moment i'll write it down and um so i, I make sure that music is always my therapy um and that that's kind of my main thing but also just conversations with my wife um and you know sitting down with my dogs like <laughs> That, that all helps i just make sure that i'm talking talking it out with what i'm going through or i'm singing out what i'm going through um and that always works and once i'm done i'm ready to stream and i'm ready to talk to people again so yeah that's great i i've had many conversations through this through this podcast and outside of the podcast as well because everything i do with earth mode is all about kind of trying to help people understand and improve their mental health and i've never thought about music in that way but i've learned that singing through through dancing through writing thoughts down through talking thoughts and emotions out these are all ways of helping to get these perhaps negative emotions out and turn them into kind of more positive energy so I've never thought about kind of music and songwriting in that way, but it kind of does all these different things and you're being creative. Um, there's so many benefits. I mean, I, I'm not a songwriter or a musician, unfortunately. <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I am writing the Earth Mode rap at the moment, but that's as far as it goes. Um, yes, but, I've heard about this rap. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. <laughs> but, but there's so many things in there which are really good for your mental health and I, i've never thought about it before so um that uh, i think you're the first um let's say proper musician that i've spoken to about this topic and um and it's just helped me realize that so i think that i think that's great and then yeah animals always a great um a great soothing yeah. yeah our two cats they definitely help us when we're having um a, a, a tough time here um, but animals are always there to um, uh, lighten the mood and make you feel good. Yeah, 
uh back back on writing music for it all um there's an artist that uh a late friend of mine um told me uh introduced me to when i was about 15 years old um the artist also had passed away uh, i think in 2010 uh and his he's a hip-hop artist named idea spelt e-y-e-d-e-a um and you can find his music as idea and abilities but he's got a few different lyrics that kind of spoke to me in a way um and especially when my when my friend passed away and he had like lyrics on his um his funeral program and everything from this artist what i realized exactly how deep lyrics can be Mm. um so he had lines like i don't love music i just use it to escape um he had another line that's like it ain't it ain't all good but it's all good enough um Mm. so i guess i'm all right and it's just like things like that that i took line line for line and i realized just on on its simplicity just the poetry that can be behind a lyric um and that's when i really started this think about what i was writing because i was writing music as i said before from when i was 13 those were nothing songs you know i'm pretty sure i had a song about like uh monkeys skateboarding when i was 13 because i thought it was funny you know like (laughs) just just nothing music whereas now i sing about you know financial troubles or being unmotivated or being stuck in a cycle of repetition and procrastination like i started thinking about what i was doing um one of the songs that is coming out soon for my artist name um you know is actually about that conversation of are you okay but misinterpreting it um and ways that i in the past have misinterpreted it so i kind of wanted to write another perspective of those conversations to kind of highlight why the skills of them are are important as well so yeah i just kind of wanted to point out that there's a there's a huge influence out there um and you can find the right person to point you in that direction to realize how beautiful music can be for it yeah yeah i think music can be very uplifting uh but sometimes the the meaning behind the lyrics gets kind of hidden a little bit behind kind of the the musical um uh, arrangement around it uh, and it's not until you maybe hear a cover of a song in acoustic that you realize the depth of the the lyrics and like the meaning behind everything um yeah uh, i've had many kind of wow moments where i was like oh god that that song has a lot of meaning behind it but they've turned it into a pop song to to, to make to make money type of thing <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. That was a that was a big bonding experience for my wife and I. Um, my favorite band being Blink One Eighty Two. Awesome. Just being like nineties pop punk and punk rock, and I, you know, I used to always listen to these songs, and I I loved the lyrics for it. And when we started dating, um, she wasn't a big fan of that sound. She's more like acoustic folk and and everything, and so she wasn't really hearing the lyrics. She was just it was just noise to her um she's then since changed but i think what what kind of uh pushed it was there's an acoustic artist that we both really liked that made covers of blink 182 songs Mm. and played like some of their really early stuff and then she was kind of like hold on a second this song's really sad like really sad and i'm like yeah i mean 
yeah it's a it is a very sad song and that's when she was like oh so they might be fast punk rock noise that she's always interpreted but there's meaning behind it that she wasn't listening for yeah and then when she started listening to it that's when i think her perspective on the whole genre changed mm. she started realizing that all different genres have their different um perspectives and artist struggles and then there are some songs that are just there for fun and there's nothing wrong with those songs yeah as well like, that's true and made just to be catchy songs that you dance to at night like that they they in fact they can be therapeutic in a way themselves because they're just expression caught in a in a melody yeah yeah so i mean this has been a really great conversation thank you so much um i wonder <laughs> if i'm doing this a bit backwards by asking do, do you do you have any or did you have any bad habits that you were um maybe weren't aware of at the time that you were kind of developing and um, caused you some problems or are you aware of some bad habits that you currently got now that you're trying to get rid of just for people at home so they can acknowledge oh okay this might not be this might not be healthy for me and it's maybe um i didn't even realize i was doing it even <laughs> kind of thing um i think I just need to make sure that um, I'm connecting with people outside of streaming as mm -hmm. well, because I've since I've started streaming every day, um, it's it's changed what my routine was before where I was gaming privately. There are a lot of people who I previously used to play games with that I don't play games with as often anymore. Mm um because they didn't really want to appear on stream and that's kind of made that uh i wouldn't say it's strained the friendship or anything but i need to remind myself to make time for people outside of streaming um and that that's really the only bad habit i think that i have or maybe like i dedicate too much time to stream but i don't dedicate enough time to exercising might, mm. might be one but um because you know I, I, there was a point where i was gaining weight pretty quickly and i had to uh kind of get on top of it and make sure that i wasn't just gonna put on more and more weight and i've since been able to maintain that um and that a lot of that was stress eating with the different life that i was that i was having i was letting work take over everything and i was living so far away from my work and it, yeah it was it was just kind of a a messy time a couple of years ago but um yeah it, i'd really just making sure that i've got the time outside of streaming to take care of myself and take care of my friends as well that would be my biggest habit mm. yeah one of the things i've tried to and i've so far pretty successfully adopted this year is to try and like set myself a schedule mainly morning but also also evening and the morning is where i get a lot of my kind of i guess um mental health practices in so we'll, we'll do some yoga in the morning we'll do some reading in the morning um we'll do like uh, i don't know if you heard of um th there are lots of different breathing techniques out there which help with kind of anxiety and stuff but there's this one guy called uh wim hof who is right. 
um he, he's been all over netflix he's all over youtube he's got this he's got this breathing technique um which helps him deal with extreme cold um um environments so he can sit in ice water and and like he, he can climb a mountain in his pants and stuff like that so we do this Wim Hof breathing technique every morning but in order to allow us to do that we've had to wake up a little bit earlier and like adjust everything in our routine to make it fit but I noticed the I know I noticed the difference it's like such a good um it's a, such a good thing that's happened to me that we've decided to take on this um this new routine this new this new schedule and to build it into a habit and i think sometimes you just have to do that like okay there isn't the time i'm working for i don't know let's say nine to five i come home i listen to music or write music then i'm streaming then i've got to eat and then it's kind of like bedtime yeah it's like where do i fit this other thing these other things in that i know that would help me but I just, I just don't know where it's going to fit. I think for us, it was, for me, it was trying to create another hour, hour and a half in the morning to do that while still getting in um, eight hours sleep, which is very important. Yeah, sleeping's my biggest problem, but sleeping has always been um, a huge problem of mine. Uh, I'm omnophobic, somnophobic? Yeah, somnophobic, which is the fear of falling asleep. Oh, wow. Um, because I used to have very vicious night terrors and yeah. I still do from time to time. But um, so sleeping's always, every night's a struggle for me. I'm tired all the time, but uh, I make up from it, for it uh, just by trying to fit more into my day. So mm. then I'm, uh, I'm so tired, but I don't have the time to think about it when I try to sleep at night. So um, yeah, the other the thing that I have about my routine is I live about an hour away from my work still um, but like that's by choice so I can kind of live comfortably um, in the house that I'm in with, with my family um, so waking up at 4 in the morning so I can uh, finish work at a reasonable time and get home at a reasonable time is a, it takes my entire day so I can't fit too much into it. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of just where I am. I don't remember the point that I was getting to, but <laughs> I was I think it, know, <laughs> just talking about the routine, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it definitely comes across. You're a very kind of busy, busy dedicated, hardworking, um, entrepreneurial guy. And um, I'm sure one day soon you'll be able to take the foot off the pedal and maybe relax a little bit <laughs> relax a little bit and enjoy the fruits of your your labor <laughs> um hopefully sooner rather than later i know yeah, i pre i appreciate the kind words <laughs> <laughs> and um no it's been it's been a really good conversation i think we could go on for a, probably a, another hour um we've only really kind of touched on kind of uh your own story i know there is there are there are experiences around you that have kind of um that are relevant as well but we could probably save that for another time um i just like i, I like to finish the podcast on uh 
with a couple of questions. Firstly, like how how are you doing now? How are you feeling in yourself? Yeah, I'm definitely um I'm definitely in a better spot. Uh anyone who listens to my music will know recent struggles that I've gone through. Um and that's that's mostly to do with as we were talking about external pressures, which is uh, you know, like financial and creative pressures. Um but yeah, I'm I'm doing well at the moment. Um definitely doing the best that I've done in a very long time. So um yeah things are going things are going well and looking up so hopefully they do and we just keep going yeah well i'm glad you you you, you didn't say not bad um, <laughs> that would have been a funny answer because then it would have just pulled back as like a little uh a little easter egg <laughs> and um yeah maybe in the future i, I should have rephrase the question to to are you okay but i think um how are you doing is kind of a similar like it's rephrasing a, a, a common question but trying to get more of a meaningful response out of it in, especially in the context that you're asking it that's that's the main thing if yeah. you say it in passing to someone they're more likely to just say yeah good thanks whereas if you i think that's the main point of the are you okay stuff is that's a different question directly and casually yeah then how are you going how are you going is such a casual thing to just say to people in fact around me people will say that before they say hello they'll just walk up to me like hey you going like that that's it like yeah so that's their greeting too yeah so, uh it kind of loses its meaning whereas are you okay forces a question and conversation to be there right yeah that's cool I might insert that as, a, as as one of the last questions going forward. Apologies for my dog barking. It's all right. I like to keep this my wife authentic. <laughs> so she did well. She started a growl there. I don't know if you noticed me constantly looking away towards the end there. She was actually, I think she was having a bad dream. So she was growling in the seat next to me. Oh, That's a Lesser. <laughs> so, um, Last question. I'm not sure if you, um, you would have been able to prepare for this, but this is always everyone's favorite. Um, just to finish kind of on a, on a different, on a different note, um, and bring it back to gaming because the, the, the theme is always around gaming and mental health or gamers and mental health. But if you, if you were a character from a video game, who would you be and why? Um, I will go with the full nostalgic thing from the Spyro series, but I would say that I'm Sparks, not Spyro. Okay. Uh, Sparks the Dragonfly, as he's he he always makes sure he's there for the adventure, but really all he agreed to go on was a holiday. <laughs> like he just wanted to go to Dragon Shores, hang out at the beach, but his friends going through some stuff and tasked with some things. All right, I'll tag along and I'll collect some stuff on the way. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I think I'll go Sparks. <laughs> love it. Definitely a different type of answer as well. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, as I said, thank you so much. Like, this has been awesome. You've been very open, honest. Um, you've, you've given a lot of kind of new information. Uh, it has been a different type of conversation, and I think it's one that needed to be had as well. So thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. This was this was a blast. And yeah, I think we'll have more to talk about. And maybe we'll have a part two in season three or something. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, so, 
definitely everyone check out El Farco on, on Twitch, both for gaming, music, chilled vibes, chat, all that. There'll be links. Um, there'll be links available so it's easy to find. But yeah, thank Perfect. you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, dude. Um, and hopefully catch you very soon. Yeah, definitely. You too. Uh, and thanks for having me. So yeah, it's been great. Peace out. Make good choices. All right. Bye-bye. All right, see yous.